0: Uh,
1: Brother Rodney's always on the road. We try to get this put on Spotify. we got folks that's in the hospital or just folks that's out sick. Maybe they'll be able to go back and listen to this. Uh, but we as individuals, when we take it upon ourselves to, to, to give to God's people, to give to our, our people around us, when we're willing to take what God has placed in our hearts and our minds and, and, and to pour that into the people around us, to pour that into... The generation that's behind us to instruct them to give them these things that God has let us go through and that He has grown us through. Every person in this room, ladies, I want you to understand it's so, so very vital, and important that you understand that what God has gifted you with, the ability that God has gifted you with, and the role that God has gifted you with. And we as men, we got to get back in our lane, and and the ladies, they got to, you know, if we all stay in our lane, that. You know what what happens when you've got two ox yoked up and they've got one yoke and they get in harmony How, how much plowing took place when you had two mules side by side and but yet they were in harmony one with another, and they was able to do twice as much when that man told me we, we could start doing work at the house. And while we're working and doing these things, you know, we're, we're kind of in harmony and unison, and you know, we know the, you know, we do. I guess we've done it so long now, we kind of know what the other is going to do, and it's just like a teamwork, and we can accomplish so much together as husband and wife. In raising our children, we always try to stay on the same page as, as you, know, how, you know, we need to set routine schedules and they need, they, they need discipline and they, they need to have this structure about them that they are able to grow up and have these right here. This is what we as, as, as a nation, as we as, as, as a generation, I take from my generation back probably 10 or 15 years now that are raising young men and young women and bringing them up. There is a great divide. There is a great gap in, in, in godly mothers and dads in the home that fear the Lord with their heart and reverence him and see the importance of this right here. But we we need to be willing to pour our heart, hearts out into others. First Chronicles chapter number twenty-eight, King David. You know, David was uh, you know, one of the the, the, the I ain't gonna say the greatest, but one of the greatest men that's in the Bible. He, he done so many things in his life, and yes, he had ups and downs, and you know, he done, he, he sinned, he was just mortal human being, but he was a man after God's own heart. He had, he had the heart that sought God in everything he done, and tried to see God's wisdom, and tried to, to bestow that wisdom to the people underneath him. Here King David is, he's at the end of his life, he's getting, he's close to death, and then it says right here, it says, and David assembled all the princes of Israel, it says, uh, the princes of the tribes, the captains of the companies, the ministers uh, to the kings by course. And it says, and the captains over the thousand, captains over the hundreds, and stewards over all the substance of the possession of the king and of all his sons, with the officers, it says, and with the mighty men and the valiant men unto Jerusalem. Here King David, he brought in all the, 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 the men of influence of, of, It was over Israel and Judah. And this is what we as individuals got to understand. And it goes to Connor, Daniel, and, and Andrew. Y'all have a center of influence. You know, you've got people, and I know you do, with all, you've got people above you that you look up to, you respect, and, and, and that you want to hang around. But yeah, you have people younger than you that, 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 that admire you and that look, that, that, that look at what you're doing and they want to follow in your footsteps. You have a center of influence, ladies. Y'all listen to me right here. Y'all are, are people that at school, you're popular, and people look at you and they see how you live and the things that you do, and they, they want to mimic you. The younger ones, I, I can remember uh, Will Orts, number 24, Joe Smith, and some of you remember Joe Smith who's was a basketball player. I guess him and Daniel lived there about the same time. Uh, and, and, and this is this is the thing. Will had a, uh, a twenty four. He ran around the house for twenty four. He wanted to be, the, and then Daniel come along, and then he changed his number to number seven. Daniel was the quarterback at Spring Garden. He was number seven, and then Will changed his ball number. Well, Jeff Franklin, the Atlanta Braves. He was, these were people that Will looked up to and idolized, and looked at these things right here, and there was a great influence of of, the, of these people. And today. You've got to look at these things in life. What are we letting influence us? What is speaking into our lives that is influencing us and that is turning us out to be who we are? And by what we're doing and the things in our lives, what are we doing to, to influence the people around us? If you make a wrong decision, if you're going down through there and and, and something happens, and you know what does say it the Lord, but yet when you get to that point, and, and and the Lord will let you be tested and tried, but when you come to that test, what happens when you fail that test? Are you man and woman enough that you say, Hey, look, that, that wasn't right. I didn't act right. I didn't make the right choice. I had to repent. I, I was wrong in the things that I was doing. Are we that kind of man and woman that stands up and we honor God? We may not make the right choices, but we still honor Him by repenting and showing people around us that we're a repentant people and that we let the Lord work through us and on us and to us. These are so crucial right here. Everybody in here is a center of influence. Don't ever forget, you are important that you make an impact on everybody around you. You may not realize it, but you've got people looking up to you and they're, they're mimicking what you're doing. Chapter number 2, then David, the king stood up. Oh, let me get on. Got too many buttons. Says, then David, the king, he stood up on his feet and he said, Hear me, my brethren, my people. It says, uh, As for me, I had in my heart. Now this is David pouring out his heart when he was an old man. He was, he was coming to the end of his life and David says, Look, this is what I had in my heart. I had a, a desire in my heart to build a house of rest. Understand? Listen to me. He says, I've always had a desire to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant. He said, I want to build a church. I want to build a place that folks could come be in the presence of the Lord where you can find rest. Amen. Come on, somebody. We need to build a church where folks can come in. They can find rest. They can find uh, safety. They can find security. This is the kind of house that we ought to be investing into, that where God's people come together and they, they worship and praise God and they lift His name up, and that when people come in that are lost, that the Holy Spirit deals with their hearts, that shows them that there is a God that loves them and wants to be with them and be their God and them be their His. That we would be His people. There's so many of us in life that we're so trapped in the world. We can't realize that our hearts desire to see this place grow. Not for the numbers. Not for the popularity. But to where people would have a place that are weary. Amen? Who says, all you that are weary and heavy laden, come to me. Take my yoke upon you, because my yoke is easy and my burden of light. Think about these things. The Word of God gives us encouragement. It gives us peace. It gives us that, 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 that... That peace in our heart. Terry talked about it this morning in Bible school. There is a peace that we can have that only God can give. There is a peace out there that when everything, when all hell broke loose, that we can have peace. Amen. And just how it just, you hear it, I just got quiet all of a sudden. You know, God can give you that calm and spirit, it just calm it's quiet. It'll hush all those voices in your head. So many of us fight battles in our minds, day in and day out. Should I do this? Should I do that? Is this going to happen? Is that going to... we're, we're fighting all these things. Y'all understand this right here for a second. We need to be part of building a house of rest. Chapter number, uh, verse 28, verse number 3. Chapter 28, verse 3. It says, But God said unto me, Thou shalt not build a house in my name. Now, I want you to understand this. It. it was David's desire, and David, he, he done all the work, and he, 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 he built up a lot of wealth he done a lot of things for preparation for a vision that God had put on David, but it wasn't for David to do. You know, the thing about this is when I look at it, you know, being the pastor here at this church you know, there's a desire in my heart that this would be a church that 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 folks are getting saved and, and folks are joining and they're coming in and, and we just got all kind of lost sick people getting well and we just got a kind and loving... But you know what? God, this is one thing I want you to understand. I'm not doing it for me. You know, the, the God may not use me. To, this might be the extent of what God's got in purpose for me. But you know what? i got a faith. that that, that He's given my children. Now this is what I'm investing into my children now. I've got a firm belief that the talent that the Lord has given Hayden to sing and to play the piano and to touch lives and to move and let the, to let His gifts of the Holy Spirit flow through Him out upon people that He's able to draw in the hard-hearted and to change things. I know the Lord has given Will a gift to be able to speak and a, and of speech that He's able to talk. I know I'm seeing things lining up right here. You know, God's purposed me to do one job here. He's purpose me to do another job here. He's purpose Will here to do another job at this place. And it's one of these things that I'm pouring out I'm pouring out and pour us into this right here. I am trying to make sure they've got every available necessity and resource that they're able to continue the work of God in God's house for a lost and dying world that people can come in and find rest. Amen. These are the things that I'm looking at right here. We've got to be willing to share our vision. You know, before we, got there, before we ever got started on this, I'm trying to remember if it was three or four years ago, I stood in there one Sunday morning. And I said the Lord has given me a vision of a, of a building and, and it's, it's a, of a big sanctuary, and I said I don't even know if I was preaching in it. I said, but he gave me a build of, 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 of of a big of a, a big gathering of people, and just a, 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 a spirit filled place. that God give me that vision? And you know I'm starting to see those visions come to fruition. I know the capability. with well, the first Sunday we come in here, we had this place; that was full. But slowly but surely, our intensity and our desire to see people's lives change and our worship mode, when we come in here, it's like flipping that light switch on. When you flip that light switch on, you expect uh, for, for there to be light in this building. You can come through that door, and you can walk right here, and you boom. And it light overshadows darkness. That's how we ought to be in our worship. Amen. When, we, when, when, when we get up on Sunday morning. We ought to be trying to get that switch flipped on. To so know that we got to come to the house of God to praise and to worship Him, to raise His name up, to lift His name up, to encourage those around us that may be down, that may be going through trouble. We as Christians have got to be ready to work for the pour into the people around you, pour into, pour out your soul onto the people around you. Why, it's not about you; it's about other people. And so many of us in our lives were so caught up in our vision for ourselves. And you can be a successful person and it says success builds you up. It makes you look good. But a significant person is that God, you're a conduit. It flows through you out to the other people. You're able to be a life source. You're able to, the God's be able to pour into your soul and as He pours into your soul, it just floods out of you and it just, it just winds up getting, Lord, I love the anointing where they go to start anointing the head and all of a sudden it's dripping off their beard and down their clothes and the Spirit gets all over them and praise God, they up on their feet shouting and hallelujah and praise the Lord and we can't get folks in church today to stand up. We can't get them to raise their hands and say, I love You, Lord. Thank You. How many of you in here did he die for? Every one of you. How many of you did he come to redeem? Every one of you. How many of you in here has had just one victory God has got you through? He's brought you through a battle that you did that you just seen no way out, but God provided. How many of us in here this morning, has it happened one time in your life? Can you come? Praise God! Why can we not praise him for those things? Why can we not worship him for those things? Why do we not have that gratitude in our hearts that when we're standing in the presence of God to lift our hands up and bow our knees up and to cry out to Almighty God for what He's done for us? You know what? We've, we're, we're losing. We're losing that battle. That's why folks don't have confidence in church no more. That's why they don't see that. You, you look at this, and I, I know we built this to double the size. I mean, you know, we're running 85 to 90 in the, you know, we look around here this morning. we got room for 180. It's always going to look for a while. It's going to look like it's half empty. But you know, I said it's half full. You know, I said there's room for growth. There's room for potential. we got all these things right here. But it says, how about the Lord of Israel? God chose me before all the house. God didn't let uh, uh, David build the building, but He says, and David says, look, He chose me for a reason. He, God had a plan for me. This little shepherd boy, that come out into the battlefield where there's this big, huge giant. God had a purpose. And everybody in this room, God has got a day of, of Goliath. You're going to face a Goliath, girl. You better be ready, but you know God's going to get you through it. If you trust Him, He'll get you through it. Understand me, when you go up against that, that battle that you can't see the top of, you know God's given you the equipment. Listen to me, guys. God's equipped you to be able to go out and, and defeat those, those Goliaths in your life. But so many of us, we're not pouring our spirits into these young people. We're not pouring our spirits into our brothers and sisters sitting beside us. All we can do is think about poor people for me. How bad I got it. What's wrong in my life? Why can I not pour this out? And if you look at it, it says He chose me to be the king of Israel of my father's house. Uh, he said, Judah, uh, to be the ruler in the house of Judah, the house of my father among all my father's sons, he chose me. He liked me. Understand this, that God liked me. He chose me. Everybody in here, God chose you. He liked you. He chose you for a purpose. Amen. But so many of us are not willing to let God's purpose flow through us. And it says, And of all my sons, for the Lord have given to me many, David said, God has been good to me. He's blessed me. He's given me so many. He's just multiplied my children. He says, He had chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. David says, God loved me. He favored me. And through my obedience, and through my heart, and through my uh, just just oh, just 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 bowing down and being submissive and subjected to the Lord, He's chosen another one of my sons to reign over Israel. You gotta understand this right here. It says, "And He said unto Solomon, Thy son he shall build my house." You know what? I know by my boys shall build the vision God gave me. My, my, my sons is when they're, they all gotta they gotta understand this. The Lord shows them. He's gifted them. He's given them the ability. Guys, listen to me. God's used you. God's chose you. God's anointed you. God's given y'all the ability to be able to step up and start working in God's house and then helping us bring lost souls in. This is a joint effort. We've got to do this together. It says, for I have chosen Him. He will be my son and I will be His father. God said, He will be my son and I will be His father. You know what we've got to do now? We've got to teach our kids to obey. How do you teach somebody? them yourself. Come on. It's not the words that's coming out of my mouth y'all looking at. It's the life I live outside these walls. That speaks louder than anything around here. It's the life that I live and the things that I'm willing not to do and the things I'm willing to stand against. These are the things that I'm judged for. And that's what we've got to teach our kids by our actions. We teach by our actions. Listen to me, listen to me, mothers and daddies right now. If your kids see you acting that way, why are you surprised when they do? Amen? Come on! We got to teach them right here. It says, moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever. Now this is the Lord talking to David, saying about Solomon. He says, if he be consistent to do my commandments, understand me. Mamas and daddies, Children, listen to me. The Lord says, if you'll do my commandments and you keep my judgments, He said, I'll keep you for I'll protect you forever. If you do his commandments, listen to me. If you're doing right, how are you going to get in trouble? Come on, somebody. If you're doing what God called you to do and you're living by his commandments, how are you going to get in trouble? If your mom and daddy tells you not to be at a certain place and be home by a certain time and you don't go to that certain place, and you get home by that certain time, how many of y'all are going to get in trouble? None of you, right? Why? Because you're doing what you're told. Now this is very, very important. Do you want the hand of the Lord upon you, to lift you up, to protect you, to promote you, to prosper you? Or do you want the hand of the Lord upon you, to to punish you, and to chastise you, and to bring you back down? This is for everybody in this room, I want to ask you that question. Right here it says that if you are consistent to do my commandments and my judgment as as at this day. It says Solomon is doing what he's supposed to right now. I want you to understand this right here. It says, and thou Solomon, my son, know thou thy God, thy father. It says, and serve him with a perfect heart. Y'all kids, listen to me. Mamas and daddies, look up at me for just a second. got to serve God with a perfect heart. That means when you don't, they don't get your order right at McDonald's, if they don't, if they don't get your groceries bagged up a certain way, if you have to wait 15 minutes for the person in front of you, this is what it's talking about right here. It so says you've got to have a willing mind and a perfect heart. Understand this. We've got to be willing in our minds to accept authority over us. That's the hardest thing for men today. Amen? Come on. How hard is it for you to have somebody to tell you what to do? And the Lord says, if you have a will in mind and you have a perfect heart, it says, look, listen to what it says, the Lord searches all the hearts and He understands all the imaginations of their thoughts. That's why it says it don't... You know, you heard those and you thought it, you might as well say it. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's bad advice. But the Lord knows the thoughts that's in your heart. Understand this right here. And it says that I, uh, if thou seek Him... He will fi- uh He will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Understand this today, people. If we seek God and we seek His guidance and we keep His commandments and we keep His judges, He said He'll be with us. He'll be there for us. And it says, Take heed now. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee. Understand this this morning, boys. Listen to me. The Lord has chosen you to do a great work at Goshen Valley Baptist Church. He chose you to do a great work at Goshen Valley Baptist Church, young ladies. He chose you, young man, young lady, to do a great work at Goshen Valley Baptist Church. He chose us to do a great work for Him. Right. And it says, For the Lord has chosen thee to build a house. Understand that this morning. God has given us the ability to build a house for His people. Right. Understand this. A sanctuary. We ought to be building a safe haven in here. don't matter what they done last night. It don't matter what they smell like when they come through here. It don't matter wh- wh- what they look like when they come in here, y'all. We need to build a sanctuary, a safe place to harbor. Y'all, I was a fugitive at one time. You know, I was on God's most wanted for being a heathen. But you know what? He loved me. Oh, He loved me. And He come to me in my state of lost and, and being a, a rebellious child. When I turned against Him, He still loved me. And He shook, he sought me out and He called me out of there. And He's made a safe place for me to dwell the rest of my life. These are the things that we need to teach Him. I'm not reading all this. But when we pour our hearts out, when we give our heart to God, listen to me, when you give your heart to God, and you start keeping God's commandments and His judgments, then God will show you His plan. So many of us want to know what the plan is before we ever commit to it. We want to know what what's God going to require of me. He says, no, it don't work that way. He says, first, give me your heart. Amen. Then give me your life. He said, then I'll show you the plan i got for you. So many of us in here today still searching for God's will for our life. You know why? Because we never give Him our heart and we never give Him our lives. Well, I don't care what age you are sitting here today, you still may be Lord and Lord and King of kings of your life. You, have never, you may have never bowed out and, and, and truly give your heart to God to let Him rule your life. But He's saying right here, He says, i got a plan for you. And if you've got a breath in you, praise God, I don't care. If you got a breath in you, He's still got a plan for you. And that's the things we need to look at right here. Verse number 19, it says, And this said David, the Lord made me understand. Understand this right here. It says the Lord, by the hand of God, He wrote the instructions down for the plans of the house and the pattern that He has. God will give you a clear handwriting for the path when you submit to Him. Encourage others. Y'all listen to me. I don't want y'all, I know I'm loud and I spit and y'all need to splash it on up here on this front row right here. But understand this right here. God's got plans for you. God's going to use you. Yes, he is. God will protect you. God will and it's all these things right here. And I I know I get so, so wound up, and y'all think this old guy's crazy. And I am. I'm crazy about y'all. I want to see the Lord lift y'all up and protect y'all. And y'all have good jobs and good husbands and good wives. And I want you to be this. this Thank God just to have you this wonderful life, and if you'll do the things that He says, He'll protect you and He'll prosper you. Amen. That's why it's so important for me to preach the Word like I do, because I worry about y'all, every one of you. I don't care how young you are, how old you are, I worry about you when you're not doing what God's called you to do. Oh. Right here in verse number 20 it says, And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong. Be strong, kids. Don't be weak when you go. Hey, I mean, y'all been there. You've been around it. You've been in some places you shouldn't have been and there's things going on you shouldn't be being around. But be strong and deny that stuff. Don't fit in. Don't fit in. Stand out, girls. Stand out, boys. Be pure. Think God loves you and God has got a plan for you. And Satan's got the same thing for you. He wants to destroy you he wants to use you. He wants to make you to where you're no good, to where everybody's got a bad opinion of you. God says, I love you anyway. I'll restore you. I'll clean that up. I'll wipe that slate clean. I'll use you. But y'all, we got to know God loves us. We, as as, 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 as your pastor, know I'm praying for you. I'm lifting. I want to encourage you when I come. I know I don't know how to preach encouraging words. I don't know how to preach hard, long, and fast. Amen. Come on, somebody. But it's, the words is built it's in my bones. It's just like they're on fire to preach the Word and to show you the statutes and the commandments of God. If you're inside these boundaries, you're under my protection. It says, be as strong and of good courage and do it. Y'all sometimes you just need just do it. Just do what your daddy says. Do what your mama says. Do what your teacher says. Just do it. That's all you gotta do, is do it. How many of you all got in trouble for just doing what your parents told you to do? If you raise your hand, I'm going to have a meeting with your mom and daddy at church. (laughs) Oh, man, you're trying to get me in trouble. And it says right here, it says, be of good courage and do it. Fear not. Fear not. Don't worry about it. Don't fear. Fear keeps you from doing so much that God's got intended for you. Man, you think about bungee jumping, huh? Think about bungee jumping. How fun is that? How fun would that be? Just Just to let go. But the fear's got me to where I will not try to have that three. But I mean, I've watched videos and just hear the, and just like, oh my goodness, that sounds so much fun! But fear's holding me back. Fear holds you back. Fear holds you back from what God intended for you to be and do. Think about this right here. And it says, don't be dismayed. <sighs> that means crazy. Like right? this oh, uh, you know. So many of us, you know, we stomp our fingers, toenails, and we just, it's like, golly, somebody's committed bloody murder in here. I mean, we, we just, we, we're in a, we overreact about everything, y'all. We overreact about this stuff. And it says, for the Lord your God, even my God, will be with you. Now, this is something like you've got to understand. It says, he will not fail you. Your mom and daddy's going to fail you. Come on, son. I mean, I'm human. I'm going to let my boys down. I'm going to let my wife down. I'm going to let my daughter-in-law down. Why? Because I'm human. But God says I will never fail you nor forsake you. He says, until. What do you mean until? He says, until you have finished all the work of service for the house of the Lord. You know when my service is going to stop? But, when my toes turn up. Amen. Buddy, I, I, He's got a purpose and a plan for me. And when my toes turn up and I go, I give the ghost up. That's when He's not going to leave me nor forsake me till He brings me home. Amen. He's going to be with me always. And that's what. Hey, remember. I talked about this yesterday. And I got a speeding ticket. I run running the fast down highway now. I thought, well, he said, Luke is on the skid I said, well, praise the Lord, you picked the tire, something." something up. He got, we got excited talking about the rapture coming and carrying all of us back home. Who, man. It's like no more no more pain, no more suffering, no more sickness, no more, oh, how am I going to do this? How am I oh think about the rapture. The rapture is gonna carry us whole. That's the that's the joy we got inside us today, that the rapture is gonna carry us all whole. That's the hope of a life eternal that we have. Be willing to invest in others, y'all. I'll be done in a minute. I'll be done in a minute. Man, this is heavy on my heart. Bear with me and just hang on, hang on. Take some notes. You'll understand this when the mind says, "Be willing to invest in other people." Somebody invested in you. That's right. You think about that, kids. You got folks investing in you right now. Your coaches at school. It's is something I hate. I hate this so bad. They don't make near enough money for the stuff they have to do. The hours they put in to make y'all into good young men and good young women. You think about this. Be willing to invest, but be willing to invest in godly things. I'm going to say, listen, you can get mad if you want to. Man, we'll drop 50 bucks on tickets, $50 on eating, and take off a day's work to go to a ball game. But yet, we can't make it to church on Wednesday night. Come on, somebody. Amen. 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 We'll, we'll drop 200 or $300 on us. And ain't nothing wrong with that. But what are you investing in other people? What are you investing in in the kingdom? It says, lay up your treasures in heaven where rust or moss cannot eat it up or thieves cannot steal. Put your treasures in heaven. I, I preach to tell you how to do it. Tithe. Give money to the Lord. Put it in the shop plate. Why? Where we can reach other people. How can I invest in others? Dear, life you've had, troubles you've went through, you can tell somebody that's fixing to hit that gap, fixing to hit that road bump, hey, this is what I went through. This is how the Lord brought me through this. You don't want to go down that road. Norman, you can tell me, hey, amen. we got a testimony. We can teach kids. We can teach these young men, hey, don't go down that road. Don't do that. Why? Because the devil's going to eat you up and spit you out. It says, if we as Christians will invest what God, what we've been through, your testimony invested in others. Right here it says, Furthermore, David said unto all the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom all along God hath chosen, is yet young and tender. This is what I know about Will and Hayden. They're young and they're tender. You know, the, 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 their, their age is, 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 is oh Lord, I'd love to have their energy, their enthusiasm and the way they feel. But yet, I've went down some roads that they had not come to yet. And this is what they need to Hey, they're smarter than I am. They're they, they better looking than I am. And they can do three times the amount that I can do. But there's one thing about it. I've got wisdom on my side. You know, you can't ever... I, wisdom is better than all the knowledge in the world. What is wisdom? It's better to take knowledge and apply it. <laughs> there's things that I've had to go through, that I've had to suffer, that I pray if my boys walk up against it, I can tell them, don't go down that road, Jacob. There's things I can tell you that if you won't do, it'll be better for your marriage. These are the things I want you to understand in our lives. David says that of, of my son uh, Solomon's son, uh, whom alone God hath chosen, is young and tender. It says the work is great. Y'all understand this? There's a great work to be done. We're not building a house for men. Amen. We're not building just a mere mortal house. We're building a house for the presence of God to come in and dwell among us and to be able to witness to us and encourage us and to lift us up. We are not just building. Some building. We're building a place for the presence of God to be. And it says right here, it says prepare. It says now, I, this is David. He said, I have prepared with all my might. David said, with everything that was inside of me, with all my strength, I have been preparing for years to build this place. And I said, I want you to understand. He says, with all my might. He said, I have prepared with all my might. Uh, it says, for the house of my God. Gold for the things to be made of gold. Silver for the things of silver. Brass for the things of brass. Iron for the things of iron. Wood for the things of wood. Onyx. Stones. Stones to be set. Uh, glistening stones. And diverse colors. I want you to understand David had accumulated as him being king. He had a a, ability to to, to gather. Folks brought him off. He had the, this is the thing right here. Men understand me. We are kings of our kingdom. We have the ability to, to store up, to accumulate, to gather together. Things that we're building a safe haven for our children to be in. I want you to understand that. You don't have to be rich to do this stuff right here. Because you know what? Everybody in this building is rich because God has left us with His Holy Spirit. Amen. And when we let the Holy Spirit come in and indwell us, the Spirit can do above and beyond what we can ever think, what we can ever imagine. We can't comprehend the thoughts, the things, the power that God gives us through obedience to the Holy Spirit. God will use us. And it says that I have got all this thing together. And it says, and moreover, now David said moreover, what I've gathered as a king and had, had, had rights to moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of God. Where's your affection at this morning? How important is it for your kids to see you living a godly life? What are you willing to sacrifice and to do with us and to deprive yourself of and, to, and to, to make all your plans around being in the presence of God and with God's people at His time, at His house? It says, I have set my affection, affection to the house of God. I have in my own... Now listen to this. David said this was his personal stash that he had been building up. You know, I know every dude in here except me has got a hundred that's stuck in their back of their bill. I know, I've seen them. I've seen you crack your bill, folks. All these dudes, uh, they stick there. You know, they got this, this mad money, I guess what you call it. You know what that needs to be called? That needs to be your God money. You know, you'll save it up if you don't go buy yourself a new toy. Hey Amen? Come on. I mean, you I, you walk in the house, you walk, where'd you get the money to buy that Oh, you know, I worked it out. No. You didn't. You're lying to her. You've been stashing that money back and you've been putting it aside for something for your own pleasure. But yet, we've got folks around us that are starving, that spiritually starving to death because we're not willing to invest into them. These are the things, he said, brother, he said, David says, of my own, uh, proper goods, of gold, silver, which I have given to the house of God, uh, over, now listen, over and above, now this, you, you got your regular tithes and offers. Come on, somebody. This is above and beyond your ties and your offerings. This, this, this gets into your mad money, the things that you, where you can go out and eat, the, the, the things that you want to do to invest in God's people. These are the things that we ought to be willing to do to sacrifice our time that we could go mentor some young men, some young ladies. We ought to be able willing to invest. We got all kinds of time. Boy, you rich with time. David says that you ought to be willing to pour yourself out. And by you being an example, I want you to understand this right here. He says, I'm donating more than 112 tons. Y'all listen to that. How much is gold an ounce right now? Anybody got an idea? $900,000 an ounce. Here he's got 112 tons he donated to the building of the house of God. It says he got 262 tons of silver, refined silver. These are things that David had accumulated. He had stored up. He said, I'm saving this for God's house. I'm going to invest my life into God's people where they'll have a place of rest. When we are willing to pour out our hearts, write this down, when we're willing to pour out our hearts, when we're willing to share our vision, when we're willing to teach, when we're willing to encourage, and we're willing to invest in others, our influence will cause these things. Uh, David's actions, it says, Then the chief of the fathers, the princes of the tribes of Israel, the captains over the thousands, the hundreds, uh, with all the rulers of the king's works, they offered willingly. When David showed them, he poured out his heart first. He, he told them, God's statue, sack it. Then he and he, he, he says, hey, here's the plan. And he says, here's, here, here's what I've done. Now it says, for the construction they, now understand, For the construction they gave, this is the priest, everybody that come along with those men of valor, all the men of Jerusalem come together, and this is what they collected that day. 188 tons of gold was donated that day. 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and 3,750 tons of iron for the building of God's house. Y'all, what are we investing into God's house? I ain't talking about, you put your checkbooks, I ain't trying to get money out of you.
0: God's got all of it anyway,
1: He can take away. Believe you me, He can take everything that you want. Everything that you cherish, God can take from you. So you better be obedient with what He's blessed you with. But what He's calling us to do, invest in other people. Y'all, come on. I'm going to ask you today, what's happened? What's happened to your zeal? What's happened to that desire to see folks saved? What's happened to to that? We're we're obedient to God. We love God. We pour out into people. We're excited to be at the house of God on Wednesday night. We're excited to come to Sunday school. We're excited to be in the presence of other Christian believers. What has happened to us, Ghost and Valley? Where's Where's our desires at this morning? Most of us has got tangled up back in the world again. We've got this tangled up with the temporary. We're not not in the forever, we're in the temporary. And and the attendance is starting to show. You look around, look at the faces of people that's not here today, that's here last week. When you look around in here today and you see the people that are not here today, do I have that desire to call and check on? You know, that's the preacher's job. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's the a preacher's job to run after everybody. Now, I check on people. Now, I don't pick. I mean, I, you know, i got a group. i got an inner group now. We all need to have that, that desire in our hearts The so people sit close to you. You ought to be able to check on them people. But I'm going to ask you today, if you give your heart to God, have you ever been born again? Have you truly give your heart to God and you say, God, I'm going to make you Lord of Lords, King of Kings. I'm going to give you my life. Lord, I want You to protect me. I want You to keep me from now on. I want You to show me that plan. Stand to Your feet. They're going to sing. I want to ask You to come. I want to introduce You to my, 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 my Lord. I want to introduce You to my Savior. But where is your heart? I, I, I preach to the saved people right now, okay? I preach this whole message to the saved people in here today. What are you investing into God's people? I'd ask you today, where's your heart at? Where's your loyalty at? What are you doing with your life? If you're not doing what you're supposed to, today's the day to recommit yourself. Today's that day that you come back. You say, Lord, forgive me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I'd ask you to come today. Boy, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I, need, I can't do this by myself. I need some help. I need to know i got a team around me that's willing to invest, that's willing to pour out their hearts, pour out their finances, pour out their time, to pour out their talents. I need you today. I need that help. I need your help, y'all. I'm begging you to come. Come and help me, okay? I need your help. Please come.